Hello, hello, hello and welcome to episode number 3 of Living My Narcissist. Ba, 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 ba. As you can hear from my voice, my sore throat is still here. I am not 100% back but I didn't want to skip and so here I am. At least I can speak yesterday, I could not talk at all. Um... To be honest, I was not sure if I could record today's episode or not, but I didn't want to skip a week and I wouldn't be able to record it any other day because this week is so busy at work, literally from tomorrow till Thursday (laughs) when I finish work, I am just on a roll. Anyways, uh, I should actually start bulk recording two or three episodes at a time, but life has been very busy and I literally have no time to sit and record properly apart from the weekend anyways before we start thank you for your support for listening and for sharing and for reaching out all times uh if you haven't done it already follow the show on spotify and on apple podcast and rate it five stars uh so today's poem was actually sent to me by someone very special so thank you girl uh, the poem is by Dr. Shifali and it is entitled The Time of the Awakened Woman. Here we go. There comes a time in the life of a woman when she discards her old ways like tossed shoes in the garbage, when she shreds her list of shoots and obligations and when impossible expectations are burned in an incinerator. There comes a time in the life of a woman when the approval of others once jewels now turn to pennies in her sock, when the hunt for another is now replaced by a hunt for herself, and when parental tentacles of tradition no longer define her truth. There comes a time in the life of a woman when her desire to fit in with the crowd dissolves, when her manic compulsion to be perfect vaporizes, and when her obsession to be voted popular eviscerates. There comes a time in the life of a woman when she simply says no more, when facade, artifice and guile leave her nauseated and when righteousness, dogma and superiority repulse her. There comes a time in the life of a woman when she no longer cowers in the shadows of her unworthiness, when she no longer plays small so others can feel big and when she swaps the role of victim for the role of co-creator. There comes a time in the life of a woman when she unbashedly and boldly occupies her ultimate sovereignty, when she finally feels ready to claim her space in the world, and when she redefines compassion as an equivocal self-love. There comes a time in the life of a woman when she finally releases her childlike dependencies on others, when she dares to rewrite a new mandate of living for herself, one that says, I release unworthiness and fear, I divorce civility and passivity, I divest in authenticity and enmeshment. I end the pretense of being someone I'm not. And from now on, I declare, I will ascend into my highest power. I will embrace my greatest autonomy. I will celebrate my deepest worth. I will embody my fiercest courage and manifest the most authentic me. The time is now. I am ready to awaken into my renaissance. Wow, this is so beautiful. And 
it speaks so much to where I'm at right now in my healing journey. So I feel like I recently went from that passive state of asking myself, why has this happened to me? Uh, from that victim mode of like being a victim and analyzing everything to taking responsibility and asking myself, how on earth could I accept such behavior from someone and go back to my true self and to believing in myself? The Iman that is good at setting boundaries, that knows her worth and is not afraid to stand up for herself because she might hurt other people's feelings. And by stepping into this mindset, I of course had to analyse my relationship more closely, understand all the patterns and the triggers. And by doing so, I noticed how I actually ignored my gut feeling and my intuition so much during all the time. I feel like during all of the relationship I was not true to myself and I silenced my inner voice a lot, obviously with the help of my ex-partner and I created more damage and stayed somewhere that was not serving me at all. We always hear people speak about gut feeling and intuition and how it's important. Um, science fact actually, our gut and our brain are really connected we have over 5,000 nerves or around 5,000 nerves somewhere around that number uh, in the gut brain axis and there are now multiple scientific studies that support the connection between the gut and the brain and how emotions are felt actually in our stomach and it's like a response to the nerves that connect our brain i could go into this further but it's a lot of scientific terms and uh, could be a whole episode on itself so if you are interested let me know and I could do a more science-based fact but for now I'm just going to talk about myself <coughs> and my experience um, gonna go grab a drink and calm down a little bit I feel like this podcast this episode is gonna be just me talking for like two seconds <laughs> and stopping breathing and then coming back because I'm struggling a lot here yeah, so as I was saying, I just wanted to talk about uh, how strong the gut feeling is from my personal experience. I've always had a very strong intuition since I was little. Like I remember just primary school, middle school, high school, university, my whole life literally. I can remember these instances where some people, I get introduced to them and I have this feeling and I'm like, mm, I don't know, I don't like this person they didn't say anything they didn't do anything to me but I just have this feeling that of an ease that I cannot explain and 100% doesn't matter how much like it doesn't matter so many times I ignored that feeling and I was like okay no they didn't say anything they didn't do anything so I would just ignore it and wallahi 100% certain moment like could be a week later could be a year later two years later those people would show me their true colour and how unworthy they were of my trust. And I remember one it once it was like my mom who trusted this person and I hated that person. Like literally, you know, when just your skin and I was little, I was I think the first time that I met this person, I was around sixteen or seventeen or something like that. I just could not like them, did not like them at all. And years later, probably five, six years later, that person showed her true colours and she literally was horrible. And it wasn't my trust that she broke, she broke my mom's trust. But anyways, uh, <laughs> and I just remember having that gut feeling. 
so uh during my relationship like one of the recent memories that i have of this gut feeling in my relationship uh which now i didn't know at the time what it was now obviously i know so when my ex had moved to dubai and i was still in the uk we would always have a sunday call for like two hours to catch up on the week and spend some time together because normally sundays was our days where we would go around london or like go on a trip somewhere uh, like for the day and just spend our day together because we were both working the whole week and he was technically working on Saturdays but I discovered he was cheating on me on Saturdays and other days of the week as well but <laughs> that's not the point anyways uh, that Sunday I had <clears throat> that specific Sunday and also you have to know that I'm very good with days and my memory is like amazing i can remember the date i can remember what i was wearing what the other person was wearing and all of that which is a thing that my ex has always told me scared him and now i know exactly why because i can remember what happened in a specific date and that sunday i had a birthday when a friend's birthday and i cut the birthday party short to make it out uh, in time for a call and he called me like 10 minutes before the time to tell me that he didn't have internet connection and that he wouldn't be able to take the call. He was like, oh, I don't have internet connection at home. They're coming tomorrow to fix it. And in the lobby where he normally would have internet, he was like, they're making some work and the internet is not working. And to show you how, like, how his mind works, how he's, like, manipulative and just, like, a liar. A liar he is. He was, like, cutting off the internet during our call and then pretending to call me back and tell me, see, they're cutting off the internet, it's going. And I don't know, like, obviously I thought it was real that the internet was not there, but I just had this feeling I was really on edge the whole time. And I just went on with the rest of my day because that was afternoon. I went on with the rest of my day and just before going to sleep, I don't know why, I just, like, I remember getting under the covers and I started crying. I out of nowhere like there wasn't any instance I wasn't like oh maybe it's my period or something like that no I was just I felt this like a f strong urge to cry I was like ugly crying like sobbing out loud and panting like you know when you go <sighs> and you start oh, sorry <laughs> you didn't need to hear that but yeah that was like literally me I literally filmed myself and I still have the video because I was so shocked at like my body response like my body response and I couldn't understand it at all and fast forward to two months later I discovered that that exact night my ex had cheated on me with a girl and while I was sobbing and crying he was sleeping with her in what was like supposed to be our marital home which was yeah thank you very nice and throughout all of our relationship I had so many instances like this where my gut strongly believed something was wrong but whenever I would like bring it up, he would deny it and gaslit me. Another instance like here, I'm just telling you all the instances that at the time I didn't know. And now after episode one, I know 100% that has been confirmed. Well, actually, the two months ago, it's that's the main reason I decided to break up with my boyfriend, a uh, boyfriend, fiance, uh, was because I had discovered he had cheated on me that birthday that day of the birthday and I thought it was just a one-off but <clears throat> no it wasn't just a one-off anyways last summer uh, in June I remember exactly the day I remember what I was wearing and everything <laughs> I remember I was wearing this beautiful white abaya and I had a 
pink hijab and I remember we were supposed to meet up in the afternoon and the whole morning I just had this uneasy feeling he was like oh I'm going to meet my family and I don't know I just couldn't explain it and when he came and picked me up I I remember he was like oh you look so beautiful blah blah he called me my Greek goddess because I had a what have I you know Greeks and wearing white and stuff like that and I don't know and he could see through me very clearly that I was not like I was not impressed by his compliment at all and he immediately asked me what was wrong and I just told him I had I, I literally remember sitting there and telling him hey like shithead I'm not gonna say his name um uh, that's how I saved him on my phone so shithead is his nickname from now on uh no actually I should practice not saying bad words because Ramadan is close and I don't know anyways him I told him I just know I just have a feeling that you're cheating on me I just have this feeling and he was like like his response all these times that I would come up with things like that at the time it did not strike me much but now on hindsight and on hindsight it just so blatantly the response of a guilty person because the first thing he asked me was who had texted me or if I had seen any messages in his phone. And when I said that no one had texted me and I did not see any messages on his phone, he proceeded to belittle me and talk down on me for a whole hour. We were literally in the car driving around London with him just telling me that I'm crazy and I'm always so jealous and I don't trust him while he's faithful and he's always with me and look at him spending the only day of the week free with me where he could be spending it with so many other people uh, and all of that Uh, but turns out he was actually sleeping around with some random girls that he met on Hinge or someone else he told me that uh, someone just came to him once he was coming out of the office and she came and started talking to him and he fell trap of his sexual desires. Oh my goodness. Like literally the actual filth. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and literally every single time during our relationship that I had an intuition about things happening, I was right. And every time I confronted him, he twisted things around and depicted me as a crazy and jealous which to begin, I never was at the beginning. I literally never was jealous for the whole first year that we were together. I never was jealous because I know what I bring to the table. I'm like, all of this? No, if you want to cheat on all of this, then you're stupid. And I literally, one of the things that I would always tell my friends, oh, he would never cheat on me. He would never cheat on me because that's what I was coming, where I was coming from. I was like, I would never cheat on someone. I If I don't want to be with you, I just won't be with you. I'm not going to be with you and waste my time and cheat on you. And I thought it was the same because he always portrayed himself as I'm busy. I have so much, so many things. I'm running my whole business, blah, blah, blah. And the little time that I have, I'll dedicate it to you. So he always gave me the idea of I have zero time. Everything is on the business. I'm working all day. I'm working 12 hours a day, 13, 14 hours a day. Yeah, that's not true. He was working maybe eight hours and going and sleeping around the rest of the time. But anyways, um, I was saying that I was never jealous at the beginning, but I started becoming it at the end. I was jealous and insecure because that's where he wanted me to be. And I remember exactly when... Uh, things started he started like chipping at my self-esteem and my self-worth and comparing me to other people or telling me why don't you do this why don't you do this so I kept being emotionally dependent on him 
but that's not happening anymore thank you um and i'm doing better i'm completely well not completely 100% over that obviously because unfortunately uh that trauma bond is still there and i'm trying slowly to break it but it's not gonna be a once and that's done so takes ages like it took me three years for this trauma bond to be created so it's gonna take some time for it to break completely anyways the whole point of me sharing these stories is that so many times our bodies feel and react to things instinctively way before our brains are aware of them and it's our natural like fight or flight response that primal animal instinct in us that is supposed to protect us from danger but obviously living in the modern world that we live and uh, we're n- like in the modern world that we live in we are not so attuned to our primordial animalistic instinct as much as we should and we ignore it most of the time and <clears throat> the problem with silencing that voice time and time again is that we end up losing ourselves and finding ourselves somewhere we should never have been in the first place like just imagine when you ignore it and you know the story of like the kid who shouted to the wolf too many times and then the actual times that he's shouting at the like the wolf is there but no one believes him it's kind of i feel like the same thing that happens with our gut feeling because our guts are there and they're telling us something and they keep telling us and they keep telling us but we ignore them and when something sometimes we also have to analyze because we have so many triggers and traumas from past relationships and we also have to be able to uh differentiate between is it a real gut feeling a real thing that is happening or is it just my response to a trauma that happened and i feel like whenever i will start going into relationships in the future i will have to deal with this part of is it my gut feeling right now and should i acknowledge it or is it just the trauma response and should i ignore it but most of the times <clears throat> that gut feeling be mindful and listen to it i ignored my gut way too many times and it was literally screaming at me to live i had many many bodily reactions like from gut pain panic attacks breakouts in my skin indigestion problems insomnia and now i literally can reconnect every single episode of this to a period where my ex was cheating on me he cheated on me i think i'd never said like what i discovered i will probably do an episode once my voice is back and i can properly talk and go into the depths of it because god that shit is a mountain he cheated on me at least 10 times that i am aware of uh like i know who exactly he cheated on me with when dates and everything 10 times and if that happened 10 times it happened surely a lot more and yeah god knows like how many other times and how many reactions i silenced and ignored and to think that he called me to apologize for treating me as i des- for not treating me as i deserve but couldn't even be a man and own up to his freaking mistakes and actually holds himself accountable because 
he's always said, I'm the man in the relationship. I'm this, I'm that. But a man knows when they make a mistake. And they hold themselves accountable. But not him because he's a little boy. Anyways, and then I am the drama, aren't I? No, which uh, this is another thing that's going to happen with narcissists. I'm going to do a whole episode where now it's me, the drama. I am the problem. I am the evil person. He, I don't know what he went and told all his family about me, but apparently now I am the bad guy. And he is up there on a pedestal, living his best life, thinking, making everyone think that he's an angel on earth. But anyways, who cares? It's not about him. It's about me and my growth and my healing. And I don't want to know anything more about who he slept with, who he talked to, etc. Because it does not serve my purpose at all. I feel like it was important for me to get to know what actually happened after that first episode. All the news that I had at the beginning, I was so mad. I was so hurt. Well, obviously, it still does hurt because I was going to marry that person. So... <clears throat> and that was a month ago. <laughs> so it still hurts. and But I feel like it helped me and it's going to help me so much in this healing journey. Because for me at that point, like on the 27th of February when I released the episode, what I knew was that he had cheated on me once. And he wanted to be in a polygamous relationship. And that was, okay, he made a mistake once in our two years and a half, almost three years relationship. Fine. But then add to it that he wanted to be in a polygamous relationship. I was like, okay, it's not for me, maybe for other people. But I still loved him. I still thought he was the right person for me. I still thought that that was my soulmate. And there was just this problem. And unfortunately, we couldn't go on with our life together but I didn't hold any grudges I didn't hold anything obviously it hurt he cheated on me and stuff I thought it was just a one-off thing and then when I discovered all the other shit I was like oh no 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 (laughs) that ain't it my babe that's not it um so yeah I feel like it was a hard hit uh a hard blow I have digested most of it um i've been talking about it in therapy and actually my therapist is listening to my podcast hey (laughs) which is uh, quite funny um so yeah i'm slowly grieving everything and sometimes i just find myself on the verge of crying and i hold myself back but it's something that I have to allow myself to do a little bit more because obviously I had I loved him not him who he really is that image that person that I created and I still love that person and the image that I created of in my mind and who he portrayed himself to be and yeah that image that he created I loved that and I still love it and it's hard to uh like that cognitive dissonance like the person that you think they are but and the person that they really are and it's very hard to differentiate between them but anyways I'm going out of uh, topic here I was talking about uh, gut feeling and everything else Um, yeah to wrap things up just please listen to your intuition and what your gut is telling you 
Of course, sometimes it might be wrong, especially if it's reacting to a certain trauma or experience, but most of the time it is guiding you to the right path and it's showing you, even when it's reacting to a previous trauma, it's showing you what's still unhealed and what we have to work on. So please, 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 please listen to it. All of those emotional when you have your stomach is in a knot and you're feeling nauseous and things like that and you just don't feel well around a person. Listen to it. Do not let them gaslight you. Do not let them lie to you. If that's what you feel, it's because our brain, our body, our body actually knows what's happening way before our brain realizes it. And this is it. This is the end. If you've stayed till now, thank you for listening. As usual, please subscribe or follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Rate it, leave a comment. And thank you for bearing up with me and for being patient since this episode is late. But I managed to do it on a Monday. So, uh, adios till next Monday.